Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm Craig Williams, and I'll be taking you on a culinary journey around Walt Disney World. Before we get started, I want to remind you this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, please consider booking a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money and you get the support of one of the amazing Dreams Unlimited Travel agents. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free, no obligation quote. To those of you out there who have been waiting for the Disney Dining Show, welcome back. I'm glad to be back. It has been a whirlwind of the past couple months uh, between going to California, the podcast cruise, the opening of Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, plus like 10 other things I can't even think of off the top of my head. It has been just so incredibly busy. And yeah, that means that, of course, the Disney Dining Show gets neglected by by me. And I, I really hate that because I do enjoy sitting down rambling and rewatching and re-listening to all the different reviews that we do. But, you know, something something has to get pushed to the side. And it's always this one for some reason. And hopefully we won't make that a trend. But yes, we have dining reviews to go over. And I'm not even going to say we have recent dining reviews to go over because once they get to be like two months old, I don't think they're recent. But we are going to uh, spend the next couple weeks recapping older reviews. And in terms of the show, uh, when it is regular, it will probably be about every other week. We are uh, currently cutting down our dining shows to twice a week on YouTube just because uh, we've had some staffing changes. And that's kind of the theme of this week's episode. Unfortunately, uh, Fiasco is no longer part of our Diz team, and obviously, if you've been listening to the shows or watching our reviews, you know that he was out there constantly eating and you know going to the table service restaurants with Pete and hitting up uh, snack items and quick service items when he wasn't doing uh, the the big table service meals and just having a massive impact, not on just all the content that we, we've produced on the disc, but especially on the dining content. So uh, it's a it's a big gap that we have to try to fill in, in terms of being able to produce as much good dining reviews as we did before. So yeah, that's that's kind of, that's also one of the things that is, kind of uh, been been on the plate for a while is trying to keep our heads above water while we you know work on moving forward but fiasco will definitely definitely be missed uh, especially again with his contributions to all things dining that we do but uh, because of that i am using this episode as a way to completely recap uh, the last dining reviews that fiasco was a part of or did himself and you know go over all of those so that way you're not asking in a couple months from now like i thought fiasco wasn't there anymore but he just popped up on a dining review now so i i, I don't want to i don't want to get into that so i figured we're just going to make this like a best of fiasco show and in terms of the best ofs it's not the best ofs necessarily i don't want to say that that sounded mean uh it's just <laughs> <laughs> the the last of what he did and was a part of so it is it is a fiasco takeover episode today and i i know we're going to do different chunks as we move forward there's going to be a couple chunks dedicated to only california reviews 
Uh, there's going to be other recent ones like we can completely missed out on connections i mean we were there for a video review on day one but haven't released any of the audio from it yet so we have a lot to go back over and recap but again today is fiasco only so uh, i don't think there's anything else left to say we'll skip any sort of news even though i am excited to talk about the fact that we are finally here at the week that the hoopty doo musical review will return and i will be there at the first show i believe as part of the uh, the crowd getting on my chicken and taking in all of the entertainment. I'll be there for that. But let's not waste any time with that. Let's just get on and move forward with this episode. And we are going to go ahead and listen to Fiasco's first review, which I believe is trying a chicken tender hoagie that he found at the Main Street Bakery at Magic Kingdom. But let's let him take it over. All right, we are going to Hoagie Town. Uh, this was $12, and it is at the Main Street Bakery, which effectively is their Starbucks. Uh, this is, like I said, $12, a hoagie sandwich with two chicken tenders, lettuce, and tomato. That is it. I requested sauce. They have no sauce for you. So this is what you're getting. I probably would have not got it once they told me that they had no sauce. But this is a review, so I'm going to let you know if it's worth it without any saucy flavoring. Let's go. I'm definitely into it, but it's a serious missed opportunity. If this was like barbecue or buffalo flavored, um, it would be entire. It would be so much better. It's just very plain, very plain Jane. We've discovered a pickle, so it's not just chicken tenders, tomato, and lettuce. You also got some pickles in there. The pickle does make it, the pickle does make it a bit better. A little bit more of a, a flavor to it. Because it was just like, really lacking there for, for the first few bites. Also, the chicken tenders are super thick. They're thick pieces of chicken. Kind of difficult to keep it in the hoagie. This makes me wish I put some Frank's Red Hot in my bag. I'm telling you. Starbucks, or Main Street Bakery, rather. Put some sauce on this. Charge an extra dollar, even, for the sauce. Um, this would be incredible if it just had more going on with it, more flavor. This is a buffalo chicken sub or buffalo chicken hoagie. It would be a slam dunk. One thing definitely worth mentioning, if you're expecting this to be the regular Disney chicken tenders, they are not. Um, I am not a fan of the regular Disney chicken tenders. I don't think they're very good. These are a different kind and much better. Nice and crispy. The white meat chicken inside seems to be of pretty decent quality as well. As this stands right now, I will not be getting this hoagie again. If they offer some sort of sauce to spice this sandwich up, this could very easily become my go-to quick service at Magic Kingdom. So, I'm hopeful. I don't think Disney's gonna, I don't think Disney's probably gonna do that, but I can hope. I can hope. And if they did, if they did, I would absolutely continue getting this again. Moving on to the next review, we are switching gears completely and going from chicken tender hoagies 
all the way to fine dining at Wine Bar George at Disney Springs. Pete Fiasco and I believe Haley went out and had what appeared to be a wonderful dinner there, and they are going to share all of their thoughts about it with you right now. Okay, so the menu here is kind of broken up into small, what's called small plates, which is just that. These are smaller appetizers uh, type uh, items, boards. So they have an artisanal cheese board and a charcuterie board, or the big board with six artisanal cheeses and all sorts of other stuff. And then they have two items for entrees. So what we decided to do was order a number of things under small plates and both of the entrees. So we ordered the warm spiced olives for $8. We ordered the crispy mac and cheese bites for $13. Uh, the house-made meatballs for $14. We ordered the Santa, Santa Carada short rib for $42, and the Bell and Evans chicken breast for $28. Um, the consistency of this restaurant absolutely amazes me. The, the short rib, for example. It is arguably, if you like short ribs, this is arguably the best short rib on Disney property. It is absolutely delicious, perfectly cooked, and it is the same every single time I get it. Um, oh, we also ordered uh, the skirt steak under family-style plates. That's $76, but $76 of some of the best meat you'll ever try with a chimichurri uh, sauce on it, um, some roasted potatoes, broccolini. Um, that skirt steak with that chimichurri sauce melts in your mouth and is so tender you can almost cut it with a fork. Not completely, but you can almost cut it with a fork. It's so tender. And like I said, melts in your mouth. Now, you have two dishes like that, right? That short rib, the flavor just explodes. The skirt steak, absolutely amazing. Then you have the Bell and Evans chicken, which was on a bed of couscous. The way I could describe it, when I was younger and I developed an ulcer and they put me on a bland food diet, that's what everything I ate tasted like. It was bland. There was no seasoning. There was no real flavor to it. The flavor came in the, in the couscous. And I don't know. I feel like the chicken should have been able to stand on its own. And it's not that it wasn't well cooked. It was... It just wasn't very good. And if you're going to have dishes like the short rib, if you're going to have dishes like the skirt steak, that chicken needs to stand up against those, and it simply did not. It simply did not. 
That was my opinion anyway. Um, of course, the crispy mac and cheese bites, everyone at this table was making noises. Um, and the warm spiced olives uh, are among my favorite. It's, it's, it's just, they're really, really good. They're very, I don't know, something about them that's very comforting. It's a comfort food. Um, but I would never normally think of olives as a comfort food, but these are. Um, but just, just phenomenal. Just phenomenal. Really wonderful meal. And I think this place is overlooked because of its name. You hear Wine Bar George, and you think it's just basically a wine bar. And you may not know, A, that they serve this food, B, that the food they're serving is this good. So if you're having trouble finding reservations, or you're not sure where you want to eat, I would highly recommend, highly recommend you check this place out. It's a great atmosphere, great food, great service. I can't say enough good things about it. These people here eating with them, they're, they're savage. I didn't get to try anything. Okay. okay, so, yeah, the crispy mac and cheese bites, it's exactly what you'd think, but maybe then a little bit better. A deep-fried, breaded... I mean, you cut into it and you see it's macaroni and cheese inside, but it's just light still, even though it's like a heavy thing. It's, it's delicious. You have to try one. It's exactly my, what you think it would be. The meatballs, delicious. The, they give you three meatballs. Uh, you know, except the fact that we're four people, it would have been fine. It's a nice, on a cheesy polenta. But the meatballs had a... I would say it's kind of a traditional meatball flavor. It didn't have anything crazy about it. I enjoyed them. And we also had the warm spiced olives. A little odd, I think, because they had the pits in them. Me and Fiasco were saying we would have liked them if they were pitted olives. It would have been easier to eat and enjoy, but maybe not as fresh then. Uh, I was surprised. It's Wine Bar George. I didn't think the meal, the entrees would be as good as what we received. Starting with the short rib. Wow. That was absolutely pull apart with a fork, mouth-watering, deep beef flavor, tender, amazing. The Brussels sprouts that came with it, not as good to me. They almost tasted raw, and I've had much better Brussels sprouts. The strip steak, gigantic portion. Even though we ordered it medium, I like it more well done. Towards the end, I was able to find some well done pieces, and they were still delicious. Potatoes. Um, just really, really good. And that steak was seasoned well. I don't even know what it was seasoned with, but it was like a steak seasoning. To copy off of Pete, yes, the chicken was just grilled chicken. No seasoning. It was the couscous under it that had some flavor, maybe a turmeric type of a flavor. Uh, I liked it, but it had to be eaten with the couscous to get flavor. All in all, though, amazing meal that I would not think I would find at Wine, wine Bar George. So I tried pretty much everything besides the olives because I'm not a big olive fan. But to start off with, the crispy mac and cheese for $13. I'm obsessed with these. They're so good, so delicious. I wanted to keep eating them. And another thing, like, so I've had mac and cheese bites before, and not a lot of them are flavorful. This one was bursting with flavor. I, I noticed that right away. Um, 10 out of 10 wouldn't get again. And the house-made meatballs were insanely delicious. They had a little bit of a spice to it, which I liked. So, so 
good. And I was, and Pete was like, should we order more? Because I really like them that much. I was like, no, let's not do that because we have a lot of food coming out. <laughs> so I'm glad we didn't. But I'm going to get them again, absolutely. And for all of our meal, because we shared everything, I was my number one favorite thing all time was the short rib. It was perfect. The flavors were incredible. So tender, so delicious. You can pull it right off your fork. I will get that 100% when we come here, just Corey and I or whatever, for my meal. And the skirt steak, this is not something I would normally order. And I want to order it again, like in one hour, and eat it. <laughs> it was so good. Everyone loved it. And, you know, I had no expectations coming into this restaurant because, like, the name, Wine Bar George, and we just would always walk by and not really think too much about it. But I'm so pleasantly surprised, and I can't wait to come again, honestly. I was even telling Corey, maybe I'll come here for my birthday dinner this summer. That's what I'm thinking far ahead. I'm thinking, like, I want to come here next week. But everything was delicious, really, really good, and I can't wait to come back again. I said that, like, 80 times, but it's true. It's true. All right, so Wine Bar George, this is actually my first time here as well. Never dined here before, but I've heard Pete rant and rave about it, and I thought, well, I've never been here before. We've never put a dining show up here before. We should eat here. Uh, and the experience was a little unique right from the get-go. When I made a reservation on my Disney experience, which of course I haven't done before for this restaurant, they start texting you, which is something unique that other restaurants don't do. You'll get a text the moment you make your reservation being like, hey, thanks for choosing us for your dinner. And then the day of, you're going to get another reminder text, which that's cool. But on to the food. I didn't try the mac and cheese bites. I didn't try the meatballs because it's very cheese-centric, not my thing, but I love olives. So I dove right into these olives, and were they delicious? Absolutely, but I got surprised that they were pitted, or they were not pitted. The pits were still there. So, buyer beware, you're going to get pits in those olives. I don't know what the appeal to that is. Panda said that maybe it had something to do with maintaining the freshness, and that does make sense, but... They were really good. Just keep in mind, again, the pits. The entrees. Uh, the family-style skirt steak was literally off this planet. It belongs on Mars. It was so good. And not just the skirt steak seasoned with the chimichurri. That was just amazing. But the fingerling potatoes on the side soaking up in that sauce. The broccolini soaking up in that sauce. Everything on that plate was just unbelievable. Uh, and then, I think that that's going to be my favorite thing. That nothing can possibly top it. And then I take a bite of the short rib. And I have no idea. At this point right now, I'm going to go home tonight, I'm going to go to bed, and I still won't be able to tell you which one is the winner for me. Both are just so amazing. The chicken, I agree with what Pete was saying. I did enjoy the chicken. I thought it was good. But compared to these two things, if you came here and ordered that for an entree, you might be leaving here with an entirely different impression than if you chose one of these two things. So I do agree. That chicken needs to be pumped up a notch to compete, at, or not even compete, just be able to stand next to these other options. But all in all, will we be coming back to Wine Bar, George? What, I have no say about it. She's already telling me we're coming back, so we'll be back. Oh, you want to say? I have one more thing to say. I didn't mention the chicken. Um, I'm the only one that loved the chicken, I think. 
I loved it. I thought it was like a very subtle flavor. It didn't have a lot of flavor. I agree with everyone else on that, but that didn't bother me at all. Um, and the it wasn't couscous; it was quinoa. Uh, yes, but I just had to mention that I did really, really enjoy the chicken. I thought it was perfect. Besides, maybe just a little bit more seasoning and. And it's perfect for me. I really, really liked the crust as well. Like, it was a perfect, crispy skin. And that was flavored pretty well. But I really enjoyed the chicken. I just wanted to let everyone know. (laughs) Okay, so, uh, total for all that food, uh, for four adults, $205.02 without the tip. And service was absolutely wonderful. Left her a nice tip. Um, but $205, so $50 a person, uh, which at Disney World, that's pretty reasonable for the quality of the meal that we had here. Um, and this is a great restaurant to share food. So there's really a, a very communal experience in uh, eating here, which makes it that much that much nicer. So this restaurant, unlike some other ones I've reviewed in Disney Springs, is Run, Don't Walk. Run, Don't Walk to Wine Bar George. You will thank me. Try those short ribs. Try that skirt steak. Try those meatballs. Try the mac and cheese bites. Absolutely phenomenal and consistently good. For the next review, we're going to stay put at Disney Springs, but we are switching gears from a table service restaurant and moving to quick service. But quick service that I've reviewed in the past and thought it was pretty good, and that is Pepe, uh, the sister restaurant to Haleo uh, over on the west side of Disney Springs. And yeah, I remember really enjoying it when I reviewed it. And sadly, I have not been back yet, but uh, I'm, I'm not sure what Fiasco actually got when he went there. So we're just going to have to go ahead and give that a listen. All right, and Haley is with me. She decided to join. I never know. She usually is with me, but I never know if she wants to join or not. Usually I do. But she usually she doesn't. Here she is. So what we got for $8 was the Pepe Patatas Bravas. That's fried potatoes with aioli and a spicy brava sauce. And when I asked what that is, and it's like infused with pepper, so it's going to have a little bit of kick to it. But it's like, it looks like um, almost like a... A spicy tomato paste. It does. But there is something very similar to this, almost identical, offered at Haleo that we got at Haleo, but it's cool that we're able to get it as a to-go option or just quick service if you don't want to sit down and, and dine in Haleo. But also they had the, uh, the little chicken fritters, the little chicken pods that mm-hmm. usually come out on a throne yep. at Haleo that we've gotten multiple times when we reviewed that restaurant. Uh, you can get those here too. But... Just some potatoes to snack on before yep. dinner. So we have our own little, no, yeah, our own little things here. And generous portions. You're, I feel like I'm. I don't want to get too full, but we can pack it to go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Dig on in. Dig on in. I love the brava sauce, the spicy brava. I love things with a kick. I love spice. This on the spicy scale. I take another bite. And I'll let you know about the spicy scale to get it so I get it right. 
like it, I don't love it. I just like it. I think, like, maybe, I don't know if I'm the biggest fan of the sauce, actually. Mm. Yeah, I like the aioli, though. I'm the opposite. Yeah. So. I do a, like it, though. On a spicy scale, I'd put the Brava sauce at about a six out of ten. Yeah. Maybe a six and a half. And, like, if you're really sensitive to spice, I'd even say an eight, to be honest, mm. because some people are very sensitive to spice, and I would even, yeah, I would put that at an eight. But for someone who is into casual spice, not too intense, um, that's perfect. Take her word for that because I love spice and she is more sensitive to it. So mm-hmm. if you are sensitive to it, take her you eight have, versus my yeah, sex. Yeah, you have two perspectives, which is cool. But it's funny that you, I, I it's good. And it, it's good quality and, the, you know, the flavors are, are really good. I just personally am not sure I love the sauce. I think maybe it is a little... It, maybe I feel like it's a little bit too drenched. You see what I mean? I love the brava sauce. The aioli <laughs> isn't usually something that I really I like care one way about or another. So that's my opinion not changing for aioli here. But the brava sauce, I want to bottle this and put it on everything. Really? I want to bottle that and put it on everything. I love the spicy the spicy sauce. Mm-hmm. I love it. And the fried tomato? Mm, oh, I got tomato. But... Potato. Potato, tomato. Okay, don't, like, get grossed out, but I want to compare it to something. The, it's, <laughs> I, it kind of tastes like a very, like, spicy, high-quality ketchup. Okay. At least, that, that's Did fine. Did I regret you have too much? He hates no. ketchup, so I didn't really want to mention it while he was eating, but I have to say for the review, just because I think it does taste like a high-quality, spicy ketchup. That's, that's a fine comparison. I thought you were going to go somewhere else entirely with that and say the C word. Because then I would just stop eating. You know what the C word is. The thing that you always tell people when we're out to dinner, please don't mention that that's in his food because then he won't eat it. The mic's right there. You probably said so quietly they didn't even hear. Cheese. There you go. There it is. Don't worry though, it does not have that in here. It's only aioli and then the spicy. I was certain of it because this video would not be happening right now if that was in here. Mm hmm. Okay. As I keep eating it, I kind of like it more and more. Actually. It's kind of addictive. It's good. I do like it. I don't know. Maybe it was the first bite. I don't love it. Like, I wouldn't run here to get this again, but... Did you have this when we ate at Haleo? Mm-mm. Yeah. Didn't I? I don't think so. You've only been there once or twice. Mm-hmm. So you've only been there once for a review. I think I've been there twice and one time for a re- review, mm-hmm. yes. And we did try a ton of stuff, so you should link that video in the description. Yeah, I will So for you sure. can watch that. That was a while ago. That was a lot of fun. Um, but I love Haleo. Me too. And They're fantastic, really. I definitely want to come back here, too, soon, because I want to try their sandwiches. The only reason I'm not eating a sandwich right now is because I mentioned we have dinner plans. I'm making pesto pasta tonight. It's really good. Uh, and gluten-free pasta, too. Yeah. And it does, you wouldn't even be able to tell. You wouldn't even know. Um so we're, we have that going on tonight, but mm-hmm. next time we're here and don't have dinner plans, I definitely want to come back and maybe review one of the sandwiches. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see what kind of gluten-free options they'd have for me. This? This is gluten-free, yeah. I, I don't think this is, yeah, it's potatoes. Yeah. Naturally gluten-free. I like it, though. I'm enjoying it as I keep eating it. I'm kind of dodging, though, like the super, super spicy pieces. Save that for me. I will. Yeah, I'll help you out right now. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You destroyed that sauce. 
I'm kind of like digging under Look the at like the difference. Like this is mine, but it's like mostly, this is Haley's. It's good though, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it's good. For our next review, Fiasco was asking the question, can you get good kebabs in Walt Disney World? And I think that's only a question that Fiasco himself would actually ask. And uh, so he set off to find good kebabs. Whether or not he found them, that's what we'll have to wait and listen to. But I believe he found some kebabs in Epcot, if I remember correctly. But yeah, it's been so long that I don't even remember. So let's all... Uh, get refreshed on it and give it a listen all right so at tangerine cafe you can get a variety of different kebabs specifically right now you can get lamb kebabs and chicken kebabs they both come with a garlic aioli sauce on top of the meat and a little chickpea salad there on the side which i probably should have got a fork for but i didn't i'll have to go back and get that in a minute to tell you what i think about the chickpeas but I specifically got the chicken kebab today, and it was only $5.75, which I thought was quite good. Uh, it's quite a good price. Now, I was obsessed, and I still am, but it's been a long time since I've been back, with the uh, the kebabs that they served over in Bengal Barbecue in Disneyland. And I have not found a counterpart here in Walt Disney World for kebabs that met up to that level. Um, but I've never had the kebabs at Tangerine Cafe, so maybe... Just maybe, these will hold up. And I'm just going to stop talking and start eating. Let's do it. Chicken is seasoned really well. Nice and tender. Really nice um, contrast to my experience over at Universal. I don't know if you ever had the kebabs over in Universal Studios over by... um, It's an Islands of Adventure right before you get into the Harry Potter part of the park. Those kebabs were rough. They were rough. These, so far, so good. It's a really wonderful spice on there, but it's not spicy at all. On the spice scale, it's a one or a two. Not spicy at all. And that garlic aioli on there, usually not something that I would prefer, but it's a really nice, subtle addition to the spicy chicken. I like it a lot. So far, I am really happy with my purchase. Um, I don't know why I waited so long to ever try these. Maybe because Tangerine Cafe is not always open. But it's open now. And if you like kebabs, man, these are good. The, um, the chickpea salad here, I didn't get a fork. I'm going to save the plastic, save the ocean, you know. So I'm using my kebab stick as my fork. <laughs> Excuse me. But the chickpea salad's got these little dried out uh, grapes and raisins like they have in the Marrakesh restaurant salad and I love that Um, I love that a lot nice and sweet and then the chickpeas they're fine they're um, nice soft chickpeas can really take them or leave them but the uh the dried out fruit, I'm here for it. There's little bits of garlic in that salad too. That, uh, I like to punch the garlic adds. I loved every second of this dish for only $5.75. So worth it. 
Is it going to fill you up? Absolutely not. But if you're doing the whole eat around the world showcase and get stuff, little small stuff throughout the day from festival booths like I love to do, I'd say this is a great addition, even if it's even though it's not a festival item. Um, it's a great addition to your around the world little bites festival experience. Um, probably, I'd say this is better than most of the things I've tried at the festival, to be honest. And now we're going to wrap this up with our final fiasco review. And this is easily the most extravagant and expensive review that he was part of. So we truly might be saving the best for last. But I, I believe this came about because Pete and Fiasco were looking at Citrico's for a dining review to correlate with some DVC show material. And what ended up happening is that they... and. I don't remember if it was when they were there they were able to hop in the sommelier room or if they ended up booking that because they saw it and got intrigued by it. But regardless, uh, they ended up in the sommelier room, which I believe the price per person on that one was like $250. So they had Haley and Drake along with them. And so, yeah, they they dropped $1,000 right on that meal. And I believe that was before tip as well, too. So uh, very, very expensive. And ultimately, you know, uh, very interesting to see if it would ever be worth that money. So rather than me sit here and talk about it, considering I wasn't there, let's go ahead and give it a listen. It is a nine course meal that they serve here that they do with wine pairings. If you've been paying attention to our shows for any length of time, you know that I do not drink. In fact, three of the four people having this meal tonight do not drink. So what Citrico's does, something that I've been, I've been sober a number of years, um, and I've never seen this done before. If you are not a drinker and you want to experience this, they will pair your meals with non-alcoholic drinks. We just had one that was made with a non-alcoholic gin that was out of this world. Very sweet, but absolutely delicious. This is a really, really creative uh, menu, uh, creative pairings, uh, very accessible, whether you are a drinker or not. So I'm very excited to see how this meal goes. Yeah. And uh, Jade, in the expo in detail, more about the non-alcoholic. Soda water when it gives a little spritz and carbonation in there. Has a little bit of lemon juice as well, and then it has zero proof gin. So, uh, as you may know, gin is made up of juniper berries. So that's kind of the similar what's uh, how we made the um, our zero proof gin uh, with the juniper berries in there. So there's a little bit of salt, water, sugar. So it's our little house-made non-alcoholic gin. Haley, you just sat down and got some alcohol-free gin. What do you think? It's so, so delicious. It's a little on the sweet side, but it's like a sparkling apple um, apple juice, I would say, how she was kind of describing it, but I love it. I want like 10 more of these. Keep them coming. We're gonna have a little bit of orange syrup, orange juice, a little bit of red hibiscus reduction, and then we add um, vanilla ice cream for that vanilla flavor. Oh. Yes. This is going to be very good. Very good. Um, and we also have some house-made soda in there. And then I know um, one person at least knows Israel. Does anybody else know Israel? No. 
Israel. So if you know Israel, I don't know if he's ever giving you his little secrets to his cocktails, but he always likes to add phosphate acid and citric acid to a lot of his cocktails. And so you'll find that in here as well. But phosphate acid will add a little bit of tartness to the drink. So that will add enhance the orange um, and bitter flavor of the drink for the cocktail. Awesome. Uh, did we went over the drinks first? Yes, sir. Awesome. So you just wait on me, as usual. All right. So uh, we have our corn soup. So um, we are using corn from Selwood, about 40 miles away from us. Uh, in my opinion, one of the best corns in the whole country. Uh, so what we're doing with this soup, we are basically using two main ingredients, corn and fennel. Uh, so on one side we have the corn bisque with popcorn, and the popcorn is seasoned with more corn. So we have a corn seasoning that goes with popcorn. Kind of like corn, corn, corn. On the other side we have fennel. So we do pickle fennel, fennel oil, and uh, uh, fennel pollen as well. So fennel, 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 we meet somewhere. Everything works out great, and I hope you enjoy it. Through like, like you said, cut through that sweet, that cuts through all that. Like, it's very thick soup. This is yeah. crazy good. Yeah. This is yeah. crazy good. What's blowing my mind right now? Not that this is amazing. It's wonderful. It actually pairs well with this drink. Um. Never in my life, I mean, when, when they said they would do non-alcoholic pairings, I'm thinking like they're going to come out with a can of 1965 Diet Coke, um, you know, something like that. Not this. This, this is going to be a very interesting meal. Very interesting meal. If this is any indication, this is going to be one of the best meals I've ever had. This is incredible. It paired with our mocktails. Did it pair with your Chardonnay? It absolutely did. I was right. I the creaminess of that soup with the dryness of the Chardonnay, absolutely to perfection. The problem though is I am in fact the only one drinking tonight, and I promised myself I would not be finishing the drinks, but here I am because it matches that well. And but you're I, not driving. I'm not driving. I'm not driving, so it's okay. Um, but. It makes it difficult to pace yourself because you have a, a bite of that soup and you have to have a little bit of a drink of the Chardonnay because it goes absolutely perfect with each other. They did an incredible job. Next we have our ginger elderflower, non-alcoholic beverage. So this one is very tropical in my opinion. It's got uh, pineapple juice, it's gonna have a little bit of lemonade, it's gonna have the elderflower syrup, which is where we uh, get the elderflower from and it's gonna have the seltzer water. Now the ginger portion, you're gonna taste that in the ginger beer and the ginger bitters that we put in there. And of course, Israel's favorite, the phosphate and citric acid. I was gonna add This course, this course is the celebration of exotic fruits from Florida, mostly. And it's also an inspiration on a Vietnamese uh, cuisine. Uh, both things that I feel uh, very uh, attracted to, you know, um, uh, Asian cuisines that are something that I have always felt attracted to it, even though I'm, I'm not, uh, 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 you know, it's not my my forte, I guess, but um, I spent a lot of time in uh, uh, Asian uh, restaurants, such as Vietnamese restaurants, one of my favorite cuisines, uh, to enjoy myself. 
Um, so here's uh, a little bit of exploration about it. And we start with the passion fruit no chem. No chem is a, uh, a Vietnamese sauce for dipping uh, seafood. Uh, ours, uh, ours is made with passion fruit, and that's where the exotic fruit comes from. Uh, we do our hamachi that is uh, 24 hours in dry cure. We cure it with uh, salt, sugar, equal parts, and uh, citrus zest. Uh, then we slice it thin, and that's pretty much what we do with hamachi. That's it. It's a beautiful Japanese fish. And uh, which is the hamachi? The pink stuff or the white stuff? The white stuff. The white stuff. And it's nicely sliced. Uh, it will dissolve in your mouth uh, beautifully. Uh, then we go in with uh, carambola or star fruit. It's being compressed with uh, vanilla beans and also star anise, kind of like star on star. Uh, and uh, blood orange uh, tapioca blood. Uh, we also have watermelon radishes and shiso leaf. Shiso is a uh, uh, Japanese uh, uh, herb uh, and it's almost like a basil kind of minty somewhere around. It's very particular. And so, what is this? That is uh, blood orange tapioca pops. For our next course, we have the citrus hamachi paired with the ginger elderflower yeah. non-alcoholic drink. They go really well together. And the chef's recommendation, Chef Andy's recommendation, is to have a little bit of everything on your plate with the hamachi. The sweet star fruit, and then the Japanese herb mixed around in the oil. I agree, he's right. I am not a seafood eater. And while I will not say this is the best thing I've had all night, uh, I'm eating it. The artistry in this dish is to be applauded. Um, it's the fact that I'm eating seafood that's kind of freaking me out a little bit, but I'm eating it. I'm eating it. So what does that tell you? I should disagree with Fiasco and I hate his Andres. Uh, I think the fish alone, the hamachi with the sauce, was the best part. All of the flavors together, they get jumbled up by losing even, especially when I add the drink and the pairing. It's a good pairing, but at the same time, if you just take the fish and the sauce, that's what makes me melt. Uh, so far, like I've had just the fish and just the sauce, and that has made me absolutely melt into this dish. All of them together, it's good flavor, but I think it gets very jumbled up. Um, uh, try just the fish and just the sauce. It's a better day. And uh, then, uh, hopefully it's been uh, uh, pleased for eight hours and then uh, uh, chill, compress, and it's uh, pan it in a plancha. Yeah. You want to get a shot of this? Yes. Bon appetit. Thank you. So I'm assuming they just heard you say you don't eat fish. Yeah. And this comes out. And the, yeah, Chef Andy, I mentioned that I'm not a big seafood eater. So he asked me to try that dish, which I did, and it was it was good, but I'm not a fish eater, not a seafood eater. So out comes this pork belly dish, which I'm dying to dig into. I hesitate to say anything bad because this is a delicious meal. Um, I will say, comparing the pairing of the corn soup and the Chardonnay to this drink and this, it wasn't there for me. I, I didn't feel like they complemented each other in the way that the others did. They were good independently of one another, but I didn't see that they blended well. Haley was telling me that her drink, a non-alcoholic drink, actually paired really well. So that's interesting. It might be this is a course that, especially if you're like 
thinking maybe you don't want to drink all of those alcoholic drinks throughout the night, maybe this is when you actually request that you take the non-alcoholic one. So real quick interlude while we wait for our next course. Here in this room, we asked our servers how many people they can seat, and they recommend you don't do more than eight, but you can do up to 10 if you choose to. Like Pete already mentioned, this is $250 a seat. It just, re it just opened at the end of September 2021, so it has not been open that long. And like the rest of Citricosa's re-theming is themed to Mary Poppins. So lots of cool features around here. And if you look over at the coat hanger to behind me, uh, you can see that maybe, just maybe, Mary Poppins is here with us right now. Is <laughs> going to be our berry mint shrub. So we're going to be pairing this with our strawberry salad. Very, very nice pairing because we take some elements from the strawberry salad and we put it in the drink itself. So we're gonna in the drink itself. We're going to have uh, we're gonna have some peppermint tea. We're gonna have peppermint bitters. We're gonna have the berry syrup. We're just gonna add the sweetness to it. We're also gonna have a, a little bit of Sprite. And then the elements that we take from the salad, you'll see later when we bring it all out, is going to be the strawberry shrub or strawberry juice, and then strawberry jam. Strawberries are gonna be compressed with, again, a little bit of vanilla, uh, vanilla beans and uh, spices. Uh, they're gonna have that uh, sweetness, but also like a licorice flavor. Uh, we pair that with our uh, Jam, strawberry jam, and we also put a little bit of black pepper, so it's gonna be a little bit spicy in your throat. Uh, Freeze it, and everything gets tossed with uh, bacon vinegar. Sublime is the word of, is the word of the night for this food. Um, again, pairing with this strawberry spritzer, whatever it's called. This is so fresh. The strawberries are so fresh. The goat cheese adds this wonderful flavor profile to it. Just wonderful. Just one. I mean, this is not dinner. This is a culinary experience that we're having. That's important. You can go out and have a great meal, but then you can have an experience, and that's what this is. This is also a great meal. Already, I don't care what comes next. This is already worth the price to me, already. And being able to have the pairing, like I said, with non-alcoholic drinks, nobody does that. Nobody does that. So it's something I really appreciate and I'm really enjoying. Just to piggyback off what Pete just said, I was coming into this kind of worried that we had so many people here that didn't drink alcohol that we would lose a lot of the value of the experience in that. But I feel like Drake is jealous over here of our non-alcoholic pairings. This one specifically is super refreshing and a little bit of aromatherapy because as you just sniff it, you get that big whiff of orange peel 
And then when you taste it, you've got that little hint of the peel, but it's mostly a refreshing strawberry spritzer, like Pete mentioned. Um, I enjoyed my salad quite a bit as well. And you know me, I'm not a cheese person. So they put my little goat cheese on a little side plate, which is cute. I'm still not gonna mess with this. <laughs> All right, giving me a second to defend getting to take the alcoholic route. Um, they did an incredible job with the traditional pairings. So I've seen their drinks, I've seen the non-alcoholic, and the creations are phenomenal, and artistry is a great word here. But when they take the wine and they pair it with the salad and all of the ones so far, I mean, they've done a really good job of curating a classical experience that what brings to mind when you think of this you know, curated experience with pairing and, and entree and appetizer, um, exactly what you'd expect, they really nail it on the head. So you have these two different experiences that you can take the classical route of what you kind of expect with pairings and meal, or you could go this almost new new age, new generation route of these non-alcoholic drinks that are all uh, crafted by, um, I think they're all by Israel, right? Yeah. So you have these two different routes, two different experiences that you can take. I think they're both absolutely worth the, worth the price tag. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. Can we talk about beverage already? We have not. No, we have not yet. All right. I'm going to start with the food then. Uh, so we have, or I think there's no other course in the menu that represents uh, who we are the most in this course. I'm sorry. Uh, just the same thing. kitchen. So, um, and why I say this is because basically what we do with this course, we are making a risotto, although we're not using uh, a risotto uh, typical grain, right? Or Italian grain, anything like that. We're using actually a Floridian grain. Uh, it's called Jupiter rice. Uh, it comes from Tallahassee. Sorry, from uh, Jacksonville. Um, and then uh, I think that's a combination of who we were before and who we are now uh, in one dish. Uh, also, we're using Key West pink shrimps and we're using blue crab. Uh, for you, sir, is same rice, but we're doing a wild mushroom uh, risotto. We also uh, a truffle puree. We're doing black truffle puree doing roasted mushrooms uh, and then we top it a lot with uh, foam, which is an Italian uh, cheese with uh, this truffle infused so we make a foam out of it and then we create some of our beautiful black truffle on top, on top of uh, all your dish so wow yeah your dish as well has uh, chorizo oil um, and uh, cilantro oil as well he just wanted a cheers cheers Oh, you want that? Excellent. So, this is probably the most simple drink that we have that pairs very nicely with the risotto dish because it's the least sweet, a little bit more earthy. But it's going to have the uh, gin syrup, it's going to have Thomas tonic syrup, and it's going to have a little bit of our house made soda water. And then, of course, Israel's signature phosphated citric acid. So, for this next dish, the shrimp with the crab risotto is out of this world. My only complaint is that I wish there was more. If I was here, this is what I'd want for my full course meal. Um, and then the drink, the, the London Juniper Collins is, 
surprising. Um, it's work. delicious, but it really catches me off guard. It's got like a bitterness to it and then a, a sweetness to it as well. I'm loving this. I started off with red wine and our wonderful server, I snatched it out of my hand and said, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. This was the wine you're supposed to have. And at first I was like, well, that was a pretty good wine. Don't take it away. Um, but there are a couple of pairings in this meal that are absolutely phenomenal. And this is one of them. So the risotto, I'm going to call it a risotto. It's the rice is different. It's not technically a risotto, but the risotto um, goes really well with this very light, like white wine because the shrimp and the seafood complements each other really well. And I liked that I was able to have it with a red wine. Because I was thinking, I was like, this is good, but they don't go together. The white wine and the risotto are perfect. They, they did a really good job pairing. So I would absolutely recommend that pairing. Okay, so he did something a little different for mine because of my seafood thing. He did a mushroom risotto. Now, you'd say mushroom risotto to me. My head goes one place. Disney Cruise Line, Palo. Palo Mushroom Risotto. Those of you that have had it know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, that is the standard by which all risotto, mushroom risotto is measured for me. This blows that out of the water, no pun intended. This is without question, without hesitation, the best mushroom risotto I have ever tasted. And this miracle worker, this Chef Andy, just whipped this up. It's not something they're making right now. This was like from from winter when they were making, had this on the menu. <laughs> this is just, oh yeah, let me whip this up. What? That's some, that, that, this is phenomenal, phenomenal. You rarely, rarely see me gush doing a review. I'll say something is great, but I don't usually get too effusive with these dining reviews. And if you want proof, go back and look at Maria Enzo's. This, They should give him a Michelin star just for this dish. This is so good. So incredibly good. This one was my favorite by far. And this almost reminds me of like Christmas. I don't know, like Christmas in a cup. It's, it kind of tastes like a gingerbread to me. I don't know, does anyone, do you agree? Do you know what I'm talking about? It tastes like a, like a cookie, but it's insane. This experience is insane. Uh, my wife's telling me I need to mention this, but I did it put it together at the start, but now that she said gingerbread, that's all I can taste. Seltzer. And the reason why we have this coming out next is because it's paired with our mahi, which comes with a grapefruit or blanc. So that's the pairing for this course right here. Grapefruit reduction syrup, um, along with a honey syrup, and a little bit of um, seltzer, house-made seltzer as well, and of course, his real favorite, phosphate citric acid. Amazing. So this is another simple one to go with, 
And like I said, it pairs very well with the mahi because of the grape. So the pairing is good. I will say, I got extra of the sauce, and I'm glad I did because the fish, the first couple of bites had a lot of that seasoning, but there were a couple places on the there, like a couple pieces of the fish that I wish had more flavor, and then that sauce brought it in. So I would definitely recommend getting a little bit of that extra sauce because the sauce is delicious. Cheers. Uh, to piggyback off what Drake just said. Uh, this is a more subtle flavor for this mahi dish. But I was wondering, with the grapefruit drink, uh, the non-alcoholic drink, it was so grapefruity, like punch you in the face with grapefruit flavor, very intense. And I was like, I wonder how it's gonna hold up with the dish. And it makes perfect sense. You have a subtle mahi dish with the hardcore grapefruit, it's great wash down to that subtle, that subtle flavor, so. The next one was the Mahi Mahi, and I was very excited about this one because I just knew it would be good because everything has been really good so far. And I, okay, I described this, this did taste like gingerbread and Corey agreed. And then this paired with our Mahi Mahi, and this is the cutest thing ever. I'm just obsessed with the cup. I wish we could take it home. And it was so good. It almost it was like, this was the burst of flavor to the food. And a bite and a little sip was just like, ah, ah, ah. Alright, this one is our cute little purple penguin right oh. here, even though it's a little blue. But I'm gonna set it down just right here just so you guys can take some pictures and stuff of it. Thank you. And then I'll pull, go ahead and pour some pair pictures. In my opinion, the purple penguin is gonna be one of the sweetest drinks that we have. So I like to call the purple penguin the teenage Shirley Temple. Because we're gonna start off with a little bit of Sprite and grenadine. And so that's gonna be the base of this drink itself. Then for our juices, we're going to have pineapple and a uh, pineapple juice and lemonade. And then for our syrups, we're going to have a lavender and peach syrup. And then to top it off, we just have a little bit of soda water. Thank you so much. So <laughs> <laughs> our uh, game course. Uh, Rohan Dock is a uh, an exclusive product from D'Artagnan, which is a company that we use a lot, uh, not just in Disney, but the, uh, around the United States. And then uh, you can also order online. Uh, the owners of this place are uh, uh, French, and they uh, they really specialize in birds. So uh, what they did with this dog, they've been crossbreeding this dog until they come up with a perfect dog. It truly is the best dog I ever worked with and I ever had. Uh, they call it the Rohan dog. Uh, it's such a great bird that we decided to utilize the whole, the whole animal. So uh, we do um, smoke breast with the legs and the ties. What we do is uh, we do a coffee and then we mix it with like a pregnant house. And you have it with a for yourself. Uh, on one of our plate, you have celiac puree. And uh, with the carcasses and the wings and uh, the neck, we roast them and then we make the chew. So we truly have full utilization on the bird. You have a little bit of smoke oh in it. As good as the mushroom risotto was, 
This may end up being my favorite course of the night. This is the best duck I've ever had. I was explaining to these guys that duck is a hard dish to prepare. It is really easy to overcook it. Um, it's also, uh, if it's not done correctly, it can be very gamey. And there's nothing worse to me than gamey meat. I don't like it. I don't like that flavor. This has no game at all. This is so perfectly cooked, seasoned, prepared, plated. Really, what a meal. What a meal. I do not have the same experience with duck that Pete does. I was just saying before we started recording that the only times I've ever eaten duck have been on Disney dining shows, and it's a very small handful of times. I'd say this might be the third time I've ever tried duck, so not a lot to compare it to, but it was simply delicious. The flavors, the textures, everything was just great. And now talking about our mocktail to go along with it, the sweetest mocktail, probably, that we've had thus far, but easily my favorite, it's the lavender pop. And it's not just lavender, it's lavender and peach syrup mixed in there, but you can really taste the lavender. And I'm a huge, huge fan of lavender. The scent, flavor, everything. So this, so far, is my winner for drinks. For entrees, this duck is second place to my shrimp risotto. That's still winning for me, but we got a New York strip coming up next, so we'll see. I wanna, I wanna dislike this dish. I worked on a brutal duck farm for months, and I, it makes me wanna dislike duck, but this dish makes that experience worth it. You can ask me anytime. If you see me in the parks, ask me for some stories so you'll know the trauma that I'm overcoming. But this duck with this red wine, they paired them perfectly. You you don't have that gaminess. Like, like you talked about how it, you can get that toughness that comes with duck. It's not. It's tender. It's, it cuts with a fork. And not to mention the, the sauce that comes with it. You can eat it separately, you can eat it together. It has that perfect blend of flavor. And then when you have just a little bit of sip of this, it really blends together and makes a really nice bite that just fills the entire palate. I'm very impressed with this dish. This is gonna be my full body, full body cap. Full body cap. Full body cap. That's the sweetest drink. I feel like they liquefied sugar and then added red color, red food color number 49. Yeah. Thank you. Different tell me different things, so it's always great to hear different things. Actually. You have a New York Prime straight. Um. The dark black color that you see outside is black trumpet ash. It's truly an ash. So we dehydrate the mushrooms and then we burn them until they become an ash. Then we rub our steak with it. And what it does is adds a lot of uh, like wood flavor. With, but it's crazy because it's something burnt, but it doesn't taste like burnt. It just makes so much sense. You'll have it. Um, 
and you'll tell me what you think. Uh, we have uh, uh, roasted uh, vegetables. Uh, I just poured some waterless uh, sauce for you. And we have some uh, romesco, which is a Catalonian uh, sauce based on almonds and roasted vegetables, such as peppers and uh, tomatoes, onions, garlic, uh, and hazelnuts as well. Uh, some of the vegetables are roasted, some of the vegetables are smoked. Uh, just have fun with it. Words can't describe the way they pair a full body cab with an incredible piece of meat, but not just the meat, the way that the vegetables are roasted and full of smoke gives them this flavor that I'd even more at 13 year old Drake would eat. And he's the kid that you know slept at the dining table because he didn't want to eat his green beans. And I still think I would eat these vegetables because they're so well prepared. And they chose this red wine because it's coming from the Napa Valley and I'm partial to the Napa Valley. I got to tour it when I was out there with Missoula Children's Theater and they, they make a good wine, and this wine in particular goes very well with his meat because it blends well with that fat. There's not too much fat on there, but the just I, the tenderness of the meat it combines and fills the palate with this flavor as the wine combines with the flavor and the texture. It's, it's incredibly well done. Um, I'm, I'm very impressed with not only the, the individual pieces because I could drink this wine in a glass by itself, but also because of the way the two of them go together. Uh, I, I'm struggling for words because I just want to keep eating. Um, but yeah, I would absolutely recommend, if you're gonna try and bounce between alcoholic and non-alcoholic, this, this right here is definitely the pairing that I would go with of the wine with the main course. Drake made a good point that if you want to swap back and forth between the cocktails and the mocktails, that this New York strip dish would be a good one to grab the wine for. And I would pile on to that because the mocktail for the steak pairing was universally by everybody who got the mocktails. This was kind of the loser of the bunch. Pretty much every mocktail we've had so far got two thumbs up for most of us. This one is just like punishment sweet. Like it's, I think Drake, you're the one that said it. It's just like they, they reduced straight sugar down to a liquid form and then put some, yeah, you did say you put, they put red dye in it. Exactly. And it, the sweetness almost hurts. It, no, the sweetness does hurt, but that aside, the New York strip was phenomenal. It was definitely prepared. I'd say this is rare, definitely rare, uh, which isn't what I would have ordered it at, but I can appreciate that when we're having a culinary experience like this, gonna get rare steak. It was really, really good. Um, the ash, like it, had, it was, you know, very red in the center, but then they said it's actually ashed, crust on the side, complemented super well. And then with the uh, the Burundi sauce, what's, what's the sauce's name? Uh, I'm not sure. It's The sauce starts with the word B, and you know what I'm talking about. Um, it's the brown sauce that you always get with steak. <laughs> and it's 
pretty darn good. It, this is a four-hour event. So we are on hour four at this point. We are full, but everything tastes so good we don't want to stop eating. Pete's outside smoking right now. He cannot possibly eat another bite, but we're going to make him at <laughs> He boxed up the rest of the steak. Haley's eating the rest of mine. I don't know what's going on, but we're having a good time. So far, the winner for me is the risotto. The risotto. Haley says steak. I say risotto. Drake said something else. For me, no, the, the winner is steak for me. But the... the um... The hamachi is a is is really up there for me. The hamachi was great too. And then Pete, before he left, he said the duck. So, least favorite drink is this, this one. This Awful. One. It's sugar for no reason. <laughs> but it's delicious, and this experience is great. On to more sweets then. What we had. Thank Jeff you. Jeff Burton makes Wendy's beautiful dessert. Hello, everyone. Hi. I'm so in front of you. We did oh, a cheese course that's a little bit more non-traditional than a cheese course would be. I did a blue cheese cheesecake. Um, so the blue cheese we sourced from Asher Farms up in Georgia. And then I did a honey meringue on the top uh, and an herb sauté crumble that I infused with chives and thyme. And a honeycomb tweedle. And then for you, um, I also have a frozen coconut milk. Thank you so much. It's aggressive. Like it's it's aggressively savory for a dessert. Like you get to the whipped cream and you think it's gonna be like this light and airy, but then it's assaultively salty. Like you can feel the salt. Um, oh, like I understand the desire to branch out and to do something different, but I think for a dessert. The coconut ice cream is the better move. It's it's more of a dessert. It, it It's more of what you think is a dessert. It belongs after that New York strip, after that tasty, that savory. I'll definitely go with this over the blue cheese. I, I, I appreciate the effort, but oh, just did not land for me. I won't be quite so diplomatic. This sucked. <laughs> this was terrible. Um, I did not like this at all. And I love blue cheese, all right? I could sit down and eat blue cheese and honey until the cows came home. That was just pungent. And just not a good flavor profile. Um, it's the only disappointment of this meal. The only disappointment of this meal. Um, but they save themselves with the coconut ice cream. I'm all in. Yeah, I have to agree with what everyone is saying. I did not, I did not like the um, the cheesecake, but the coconut ice cream was absolutely delicious. It almost tasted like a frozen sugar cookie. And I'm very full and I, I ate a lot, but I could keep eating the ice cream. I did not try the cheesecake. And from the sounds of things, I didn't miss out on anything. And I just started right off with my little coconut maple syrup infused ice cream and it is delicious it is dairy free so if you book this experience uh, you're going to want to let them know ahead of time 
any dietary restrictions that you might have. For the example, Haley's gluten sensitivity got her um, custom bread at the beginning of the meal. And if you had a dairy sensitivity instead of that, you would have got this. And this is definitely a winner for both, for everyone. All right, so this one is very, very special. It has the most ingredients so was in that there. Last one? <laughs> has the most ingredients in there. So this one actually has been steeping for the entire dinner. So we start making it right at the beginning, and for your whole entire experience, it soaks in all the spices. So what we have in here, we have the star anise spice that you had in the hamachi. We're gonna have this smoked guajillo spice. We're gonna have cinnamon sticks. That's just the spices. For the syrups, we're gonna have a salted caramel syrup, a chocolate syrup. And then we're also gonna have three shots of uh, espresso in there. Mixed between the, all of these, so it's not like three, three, three shots of espresso. Three, well, three ounces, three shots of espresso. And then finally, to top it off, we have chocolate bitters. So this one is the culmination of all dinner. And we have the macchiato dessert coming right out to pair with it. That's also chocolate. Oh, this isn't the dessert. That is not the dessert. Just the uh, the chocolate, the cocoa. See, I thought that comes this was the dessert. There's more to come. So we'll bring, go ahead and bring that out. But in the meantime, you guys can make. So this is our iconic cafe macchiato for dessert. The center sphere is a Bailey's caramel with a center of coffee from as well. And then we um, wrap it in, um, toss it in cocoa nibs to give it a nice crunch and spray it with cocoa butter. And then the outside cake is a coffee-based cake that we microwave to give it a nice dairy texture. Um, a white chocolate caramel ganache underneath as well. And then um, the chocolate billies. So quick update, both desserts were universally hated. Um, so they, we got the first substitute of the coconut ice cream, which was a huge hit. So we're getting a second substitute dessert now that is going to be the blackberry tart, which is coming out right now. That's it, the vitamin syrup. And would you like, if you okay? Yeah. This one too? Yes, absolutely. It is. So this is concluding our nine course culinary experience here at Citrico's. It has been incredible for the most part. Um, standouts for me, that zero French 75 non-alcoholic gin we started off with was fantastic. That was a great way to start everything off. Uh, really unique to be drinking non-alcoholic you know, zero proof gin, something I would never expect to try, but I liked it quite a bit. Now, the first part of this meal really caught me off guard. The corn soup. Never would I ever order corn soup. But now after trying this corn soup, I feel like I would. This is now something that's on my radar that would have never been before. The pairing for that soup, the vanilla orange martini, stood the test of time for me through this entire experience and it remains my absolute favorite drink that we've gotten all night. Um, again, the citrus cured hamachi. Uh, like I was saying, this is just, this is borderline um, sushi status. It was 
a really good quality cut of fish that they just dried out not too much but didn't grill or bake or anything like that and it was incredible with that little star fruit i loved it so much uh the strawberry salad they made a little adjustment for me took the goat cheese off and i still enjoyed the salad quite a bit that berry mint shrub drink was a favorite amongst the table as well and i, I liked it quite a bit now my favorite entree this remains the same too nothing's changed for me here the key west pink shrimp and risotto that if we had to order one of these things for an entree that's what i'm getting 10 out of 10 i loved that dish so much the only thing i'm gonna knock it on um that i was just mentioning to our server too the last three beverages specifically let's talk about the two dessert beverages and the final entree beverage it just kept bumping up the notch of sweetness to the point where i thought a drink could not possibly get any sweeter and they brought out one that was sweeter and i was like it can't get sweeter than this and then they did it again so the last three drinks were a miss for me those are the only things on the drink end that were a miss for me and then of course i did not partake in the the blue cheese dessert or the macchiato dessert because it was alcohol based but the two dessert substitutes that i got in its place the uh blackberry tart along with the coconut ice cream were both incredible as well so this has been awesome awesome for me all right so this is an experience i never thought i was going to do before and i did it and it's honestly a lot of food <laughs> going into this i was thinking oh no it'll be fine i'm disgustingly full but everything was so good but towards the end like i'm just gonna pretty much say how Corey was saying the drinks just kept getting sweeter and i was not enjoying that at all i feel like some of the desserts were a little bit of a miss but overall this experience was amazing it was it's a long experience so keep that in mind but i do it again and my my favorite entree i would say probably is the new york strip it was, it was perfect so, as the only person that was drinking the alcoholic beverages, one, I want to say, please, get yourself a designated driver or an Uber. Uh, I feel like they portion size the drinks very well so that I feel like I'm in a good place. But at the same time, be safe. Do not drink and drive. Um, I have the benefit of having Fiasco and Haley here who are going to be uh, my designated driver, please get yourself a designated driver, get an Uber, whatever you've got to do. But if you are taking the alcoholic uh, route, um, I would definitely recommend the last half of the drinks. So starting with that main, that red wine that went with the New York Strip, that was where I feel like the alcoholic beverages kind of outweighed the non-alcoholic. They mentioned that they got really sweet on the non-alcoholic side, where on my end, I thought the sweetness was just perfect mixed with the alcohol, especially that wine pairing with the, um, the New York Strip. The one exception, I will say, is that white wine that came with the, the, the risotto, the, the shrimp risotto, that was a perfect pairing. Make sure you're doing that pairing alcoholic. Otherwise, if you want to mix and match, I'd say the other ones were a good match with non-alcohol. It also gives you a little break from some of the alcohol, which might be a good call. As far as the food goes, absolutely my favorite was that New York strip paired with that red wine. Please 
do yourself a favor. Get yourself that pairing. It is phenomenal. Um, my other top contender was that risotto, but real quick, second was the the hamichi. Ham, ha, is that right? Ham, hamichi. Um, very thinly sliced. That sauce went really well with it. I thought it was an incredible dish, and overall, uh, Chef Andy just did an incredible job all the way through this meal. I was incredibly impressed, and I'm so happy that I got to experience this. As I said earlier, there are dinner, there's going to dinner, and then there's having a, col- a true culinary experience, and that's exactly what this is. Um, you're not just paying for the food. You're paying for the experience. And this experience is a steal at twice the price, in my opinion. It's expensive, but worth every single penny. You want to do something special. Uh, you have a minimum of four people for this event. So you can't, uh, you know, can't do a party of two. You've got to do a party of four or more. Uh, up to... Um, up to... T- 10 they, they they recommend eight but they prefer they they can they can handle 10 but they would it's a little cramped in here with 10 people um i'm not going to go blow by blow through the meal i will say the mushroom risotto was the best i've ever had the duck was so incredibly well prepared and so delicious it's hard for me to choose between those two things as my favorite thing on the menu. The New York Strip was absolutely incredible. Um, and all of this is done over the course of, we are now at uh, five hours that we've been here. Um, it's a five-hour meal over nine courses. So they pace it out well. The service, absolutely outstanding. Chef Andy is an artist is an absolute artist. Um, this is one of, this is an experience I'm not going to forget. There are certain dining experiences you remember forever, and this is certainly going to be one of them. And that is it with our Fiasco Dining Reviews. I really wish I would have been there for that last one. I, I had a chance, but... I I passed on it, and now I'm regretting it. But before we wrap this up entirely, I just want to say thank you once again to Fiasco for the amazing contributions that he made on the Disney Dining Show and the Diz over the past couple of years. He was awesome to work with, and as you can tell from the amount of reviews that he always uh, always contributed, it's just he, he was a machine in trying to get stuff done, and he will be missed not being here a part of the team. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. Again, if you enjoyed it and you want to support us more, you can always book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no-obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. And please subscribe to the Disney Dining Show wherever you listen to podcasts. And if it's in a place where you can leave ratings or reviews like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do so. But that's going to do it for this week's Disney Dining Show. We'll see you again real soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Stay hungry.